we greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we we are so grateful to those of you who have joined us tonight thank you for being a part of this worship service we know this is I, I said to someone this is the fifth Tuesday night in a row we have done this under these conditions and I think God is up to something I think God is reaching us in a way, as I said earlier, in which it's, it's not about people who are watching you or with you. It's just you and God in a powerful way. With that, as we continue this Tuesday night special Bible teaching that the Lord has given us, entitled The Promises of God During a Time of Crisis promises of God during a time of crisis. When God dropped this series in my heart, he said to me that I'm going to give you at least five different promises that you're going to share one for the next five weeks of promises that God has given us. <laughs> I've given my people. And here's what God says as I was putting this together as we did on last week and the week before he says I need you to choose seven scripture references for each one of the promise and have them have these scripture reference and and write them down and apply them to their lives throughout this week throughout this month throughout whatever they're going through and God says watch me bless them in a special way so the first promise we shared with you was that God says that he will keep us in perfect peace second promise we shared with you on last week was that God said he will provide this is the third promise for this week and this promise simply says that he will be with us God will be with us the theme, the theme scripture for all of these messages is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20. This is not one of the seven. This is the theme scripture that we've shared and used throughout this entire Bible study. Paul writes these words. He says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God. And listen to this, through us. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen, which means they're already done. Promises of God have been given. God has already said yes and amen to the glory of God. Think about as we go through what we're going through now perhaps one of the one of the questions that's been asked is that is the lord with us god are you there where are you and god is saying to all of us in the midst of this crisis in the midst of this pandemic that i will be with you i promise you that i will be with you and we have to hold on to these promises because all of these promises in the Lord are yes and they have already been established as amen. Amen means it is done. Here are these references, seven scripture references. Write them down. We will share them with you. We will keep them on our website so that you can get them throughout this weekend as we do with all of our messages they are on demand you can get them at any time of the day if you wake up one o'clock in the morning you want to view this service you can just come to the website at any time and view any of the services that we've had for this week the first reference is exodus chapter 33 and verse 14 remember the promise is god says he will be with us he will be with us. Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14. This is the children of Israel's experience. Moses writes the book of Exodus and he quotes 
God saying these words. The Lord said to through Moses for the children of Israel, he said, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. In other words, I am going to give you rest because I am going to personally go with you, Moses. Look at this word. God said to Moses, I will, the New Living Translation is why I've chosen this translation. I will personally go with you, Moses. This is not an assignment that I'm going to send an angel to be with you. In other words, I will be with you during this wilderness experience. Who is God talking to? God is speaking to someone right now. And God says, I am with you every step of the way through this wilderness experience. The second scripture reference is also found in one of the first five books of the Bible, the book of Deuteronomy. Moses writes this text also, the book of Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8, again from the New Living Translation. Listen to these words, my brothers and sisters. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. Now listen to this. This is, this is somewhat different. In the book of Exodus, he says, chapter 33, I will personally go with you, Moses. But listen to what he says on this. He says, don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Moses says, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. In other words, not only is he with you, he is leading you. God's presence will lead you through this. There, there are times in our life in which we're wondering, Lord, will you see me through this? And the Lord says, not only will I see you through this, I'm going to pull you through this because I will personally go ahead of you. Then Moses write, he will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. What a powerful word. God will go ahead. God will lead from front. There are a lot of people who lead from behind. But leading from the front means I'll take the heat first. I'll take the pressure even before you get it. And then he says that I will be with you. Then he says I will never fail you nor will I ever abandon you. What a promise. What a powerful promise of God that God will be with us. God will lead us from the front. In other words, God will be right there to shield us as we go through whatever we are going through. And then he concludes Deuteronomy 31 by saying, and I will never abandon you God will never leave us what a powerful promise of God the third scripture reference is a very familiar in fact it is as I, I think I've used this every week so far it is the iconic 23rd Psalm Psalms 23 and verse 4 reading from the New International Version the NIV translation Here's what David, the servant of the Lord, the worshiper, David, the praiser, David, the second king of Israel writes. He writes, even though I walk through the darkest valley. Hear this, somebody. David writes, even though I'm walking through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. David said it's dark. It's, it's trying times. It's in the midst of a crisis. In a pandemic. And God says in the midst of everything we are going through. I will fear no evil. 
because you are Lord with me. Then David goes on and says, you, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What a promise. <laughs> promise of God that in the midst of the darkest valley, we do not have to be afraid of evil. Why? Because God is with us. That is why I say to folk all the time, as believers, we respond different in times of crisis than those who are not believers. Because our faith is not in the government. Our, our faith is not in, not, not in the scientists or the doctors or the government, although we trust them. And let me just say, uh, we must listen to everything the doctors say. Uh, common sense is important to go along with your faith. Faith does not negate common sense. But here's the difference. We know that ultimately our help comes from the Lord. We know that God is ultimately with us every step of the way. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, and we're going to deal with that on Sunday. He says, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They do comfort me. What a powerful word. David knew perhaps as anyone did because David went through his most difficult experiences. David had to run for his life. David's life was threatened, but he never felt as if God had abandoned him. He knew that God was always there during his most darkest days, during his most, as he says, darkest valleys. That was number three. The fourth scripture reference is Psalms 46 and verse 1. 46 and verse 1, the NIV translation. Psalms 46 and verse 1. The NIV, listen to this. God is our refuge and strength. Somebody, wherever you are right now, you ought to lift your hands and say, God is my refuge. God is my strength. And then listen to what the psalmist says. And a very present help, an ever-present help in trouble. God will always be there in trouble. There have been people in our lives that are supposed to have been our friends, uh, those who we thought we can count on them, and we could as long as nothing went wrong, as long as there was no trouble, nothing happened out of the way. But the moment uh, the situation changed, circumstances changed, there are people who will abandon you during trouble. But the psalmist, right, not God. God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is an ever-present help. The last two words of this verse says, in trouble. <laughs> uh, you're really not a friend until you can demonstrate to somebody that you can stand by their side in the time of trouble. I tell everybody, I've had my share of fair weather friends. Some of you have had your share of fair weather friends. In other words, they're with you. Man, I got you. I got your back. I'm going to be with you until something happens that they feel is too dangerous or too embarrassing for them to stand by your side. But God is even there in the midst of trouble. He's our refuge, our strength, ever-present help in trouble. What a mighty God we serve. Who else in your life can you say with a surety that has always, will always, no matter what, be there with you in the midst of trouble. Some of us are in great relationships and, and, and we have family members and spouses and others that have always been there by our side. But there is no guarantee that that will continue forever. There is no guarantee that they will always be there. Here's a guarantee. Here is a promise of God that he is an ever-present help in trouble. Why? Because God is our refuge. What a powerful word from the Lord. In the midst of everything we're going through right now, God says, I'll be there. I'll be your refuge. <laughs> I'll be your strength. 
And when you get in trouble, you can look. You don't have to look for me. You can reach over and I will always be there. What a powerful word. The fifth scripture reference. Reference number five. Amen. Is Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. The New Living Translation. The prophet Isaiah writes these most powerful words. And I want you to see them. We have them on the screen. I want you to see a screenshot it. Take a picture of it. Write the reference down. Isaiah 41 in verse 10. We've gone back to the New Living Translation so that we can get a clearer understanding of this text. Isaiah writes, don't be afraid. God, he's quoting God, for I am with you. <laughs> don't be discouraged. Let me stop right there for a moment. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> I want to say that again because, I, Lord, you told me to say it again. Don't be discouraged. Someone perhaps is on the verge of giving up. You said this has gone on longer than I expected. The first week, it was kind of fun. Stay home, get a, work, a week out of work, catch up with all the things you had to do. Second week, okay, do the things I could not do the first week. Third week, hmm, this is going kind of long. The fourth week now, and this is the fifth Tuesday we've been there. That's when discouragement comes in. And the enemy comes in and says, now what are you going to do? You thought you would have two-week vacation and get back to normal, but you haven't been to work in five weeks. You've applied for unemployment and you can't even get through. You have called all day. You, you've been online. You haven't heard anything. Some of you are still waiting on your, on your stimulus money to hit your account. And the enemy will have you discouraged. The enemy will have you thinking, how is this going to end? Lord, what are we going to do about this? And the Lord sends this word through the prophet Isaiah and said, don't you be afraid. Why? Because I am with you. And then don't be discouraged. If anything, that's why I said to you Sunday that joy and positivity is a choice. You get to choose to be positive. There's a wonderful quote, and I wish I would have brought the illustration with me, uh, that I have on my desk at home. And it says, some people complain that roses have thorns. But I praise God that my thorns have roses. <laughs> and that blessed me. It's a beautiful picture of a rose. And it says, some complain that this rose has thorns. But I thank God that this thorn has a rose. And I want to say to someone right now, wherever you are, your thorns have roses. Uh, don't get so caught up on the thing that pricks you or hurts you, look at the thing that blesses you. Every thorn has a rose. The rose may have a thorn. And God says, look at the positivity. That's why we cannot become discouraged. For I am your God. Look at the text. I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Ah, here's what the translation means. I will hold you up with my strong hand. <laughs> I will lift you up with my, when, when, when you want to sink down and you begin to say, Lord, I, I don't know if I can get out of the bed in the morning. God says, I'll show up and I'll lift you up with my right hand. And I'll say, get up, lift up your head so your gates be lifted up. You have a last doors and the king of glory shall come in. I, God sent me here tonight to encourage someone do not become discouraged. Uh, your thorns have roses and you can smell the rose in the midst of the pain 
that you're going through. No matter what you're going through now, God says, I'll bless you in a very special way. I'll withhold you with my right hand. God is our help. God is right there by our side every step of the way. Isaiah writes this text during the second half of the book of Isaiah. And time would not even permit me to get into it as it relates to the historical context of the text. But the book of Isaiah is divided into two parts. Chapter 1 and 39, 1 through 39 talks about the present. And then God shifts Isaiah beginning in chapter 40 to give a prophetic word to people about what they're going to experience and every word you see beginning with Isaiah chapter 40 the prophet is speaking prophetically that scripture in chapter 40 but they that wait on the Lord prophetically that scripture in Isaiah 43 that we'll deal with uh, later tonight and tomorrow uh, going through it prophetically in other words, God says to the children of Israel, you're getting ready to go through something. But when you do, don't be afraid because I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And yes, I will hold you up. <laughs> I, I, I am a living witness that these last five weeks I'm being held up by the Lord. Somebody asked me the other day on the phone, how are you holding up? That's what they asked Pastor Mac, how are you holding up? And I said, I'm being held up uh, by the right hand of God. Somebody uh, put on social media that someone sent me said, I'm being held up by duct tape. I'm barely making it. And I said, that's your story. But my story is that I'm not being held up by super glue or duct tape. I'm being held up by the strong hand of God. And when I want to give up, God will not allow me to give up. He holds me with the power of his right hand. In the midst of everything we're going through, be encouraged because God is with us and he's holding us up. The sixth scripture reference is Isaiah chapter 43 verses 1 and 2 and let me preface this by saying this would be the text for this Sunday's message it is a powerful chapter and verses and I have over the last week been so blessed with this in fact the praise team a couple weeks uh, sung a song from this reference when God says I know your name but this text has blessed me in the midst of this pandemic. And I suggest it and, I, and I'll offer it to you. Listen again. Remember what I said about chapters 40 through chapter 60 of Isaiah all deals with future oppression. It deals with the oncoming Babylonian captivity. And God says to Isaiah, that is why he's called the eagle-eyed prophet. I need you to drop a word in their spirit. See, some of us, this, this, this pandemic may be different, but the crisis does not catch us by surprise. In other words, I have, I have always expected to go through stuff. And God says, but I'll send you a word. I'll send you a promise in the midst of what you are going through. Listen to chapters 43 verses 1 and 2. And I read it and I want to elaborate on it as much tonight because we'll deal with this on Sunday. Invite a friend to join you at 8 and 11 virtually Sunday as we look at this. In fact, we are starting a brand new series of messages Sunday. And this is the first of those messages. And the series is entitled God's Spiritual Stimulus Package. God's spiritual stimulus package. Everybody's waiting on a check in the mail. Uh, businesses are looking for some stimulus. Uh, others are looking for that. And God says, I've got a stimulus package for you also. But mine involve the word of God. God's stimulus package does not necessarily involve a check in the mail or a check in your account. It is a word from the Lord. Listen to verse 1, chapter 43, the New Living Translation of the book of Isaiah. But now, O Jacob, 
Listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says this. Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. God says, I'm going to give you this word. Then here's where... Here's what the message Sunday would deal with. And here is the promise of God. When you go through the deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers of difficult, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned. The flames will not consume you. <laughs> what a promise. What a promise of God. God said, in the midst of everything we're going through, I want you to hear something. This is a word from the Lord for us. Remember I said to you that this text in Isaiah is prophetic, and God uses Isaiah to speak to a nation about things they would go through. And not only is it spiritual, but in a certain case in the Bible is literal. And here is the seventh and the final text that we're going to rejoice off. The seventh uh, scripture, I always share the text and a little background before we end this Bible study. The book of Daniel chapter 3, verses 22 to 25. The book of Daniel chapter 3 uh, verses 22 to 25. Um, it involves three young men known in theology as the Hebrew boys. Three young men who are now in captivity. I said to you earlier, everything in Isaiah from chapter 40 on deals with future captivity and a word of God about what you're going through. Now they are there. They are there. They are now in captivity. They are dealing with Nebuchadnezzar. They are dealing with the enemy from a foreign country. But remember the word in Isaiah 43. When you go through the flames, when you go through the fire, it will not consume you. These three young men and I say to every young millennial out there, and there's so many of you, I've heard from so many of you, got a wonderful text from a young man today who's a young millennial, say, I miss church, but I need to share with you a testimony, Pastor. You and I have been touching and agreeing that God will give me a better job. And in the midst of the pandemic, he texts me today with his ID card and says, thank you for what you have done, me. And I text him back, says, no, thank God for what God has done. Who gets a better job in the midst of a pandemic? But God, who, who in the midst of a pandemic not only lose your job, don't lose your job, but God gives you the ideal job that you had been waiting on for the last two years. Young millennial text me and say, but God. And I thought about this text. I thought about these three young men who had, and, and let me say something to you. This is a good time for every young person to maybe divest yourself a little bit from all of the chatter that's going on in other people's life on social media and get in God's word and share God's word. Because guess what? You talking to somebody about what they had for dinner last night won't bless you like God's word will. God's word is powerful. Three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the story. Let me make it clear for you. These three young men were now in bondage. They were carried away out of their homeland. Nebuchadnezzar chose the brightest, the best of Israel and brought them back in a strange land. And now they are there. And the king wants to Acrement them, wants uh, them to be adjusted and want them uh, to adopt the culture of the place they are in and neglect 
what God had given them. These three young men were there at the same time as Psalms 137. They were there when the singers from Psalms 137 says, how can we sing God's song in a strange land? They hung their harps on the willow trees. But these three young men stood up. You know the story. The king uh, says, when you, when you hear the music, you bow down in honor of the king. But they knew that this was contrary to what God says. Thou shall have no other God before me and thou shalt not bow to any graven image. And then we get to verse 22. Uh, they were told that if you don't do this, you know the story, you will be thrown into a blazing furnace fire. But yet they still did not bow. They said to the king, we are not going to bow because we serve a God who is able to deliver us. And if God does not do it, we want you to know that God is still able to deliver us. We get to verse 22. And it says this, chapter 3 of the book of Daniel, the king command was so urgent. He said he was so angry that these three young men were violating what he suggested. He told them to cut the fire up, make it harder. You know that. So his command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. People make up their own theology. I've heard people say that God took the heat out of the fire. No, he didn't. If he took the heat out of the fire, then the soldiers never would have died. The, the fire was so hot uh, that even those who put him in lost their life. And so they said, turn it up. These three young men, verse 23 says, and these three men firmly listen to this. Oh, I've got to go. My time is almost up. Uh, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace, fell down. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors this question. Weren't there three men that were tied up, thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly your master. In other words, you're right. We put in three. <laughs> Listen to verse 25. So much in verse 25. Uh, NIV translation. He says this. And he said, look, I now see four men walking around in the fire. Remember, how were they put in? Tied up thrown into the fire but the king says I see something that is extraordinary we put in three but I now see four walking around in the fire and listen to these new these two words I have preached this some time ago he says and they are unbound and unharmed Oh, good God almighty. Uh, they, they're still in the fire, but they're not bound anymore. And they're not harmed by the fire. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you ought to repeat these two words. Say, unbound, unharmed. Unbound, unharmed. You're not shackled by the thing you went in with. And you're not hurt by the stuff you were thrown into. He says, I see now uh, four men unbound and unharmed. And, good God almighty, and the fourth one looks like a son of the gods. In other words, he doesn't even look human. <laughs> the fourth one doesn't look like the three that are put in, 
who was the fourth man in the fire uh, and there's all kind of theology about that and the Bible uh, doesn't call him Jesus but we know who he was <laughs> uh, he did not only look like the son of the gods look at the text the text says he looks like the son of the small g-o-d-s and I said I've got to correct you King Nebuchadnezzar he is not the son of the small G-O-D-S but he is the son of the capital G-O-D the son of God was with them in the midst of the fire unbound unharmed still in the fire so many things can come out of this God did not take the heat out of the fire God did not take them out of the fire while they were bound, God allowed them to go in bound, but when they got there, they were unbound and unharmed. Right now, right now, as we prepare to conclude this message, I've got these five words. He will be with us. Some of us are in the midst of the fire right now. And God says we can be unbound and we will be unharmed. The enemy can't do us any harm because God is with us. Ooh. Unbound, unharmed, still in the fire. I want to stress this again as our praise team comes. I want to stress something again. They were unbound, unharmed. I need someone to go with me on this. I look you in the face and say unbound, unharmed, but still in the fire. <laughs> we may go through this for three more weeks, four more weeks, five more weeks. We may go through this for three or four more months. But I want to serve notice on somebody here tonight that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of this crisis, God says you can become unbound and you will be unharmed. God says, I'll do it for you. I know he's able to do it. I know he's able to do. Richard Smallwood writes this powerful song that simply says we must trust him. The song said, I will be with you. I will be with you. If you only trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Stop what you're doing right now. Amen. Make an altar out of some place wherever you are right now. The songwriter goes on to write, Richard Smallwood does. He's quoting God and God says, I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you if you only trust me. God says, trust me. Ooh. Trust the fact that in the midst of the fire, listen, in the midst of what we're going through, you too can be unbound and unharmed. Come on, bless God right now. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God is speaking to someone right now. I will. Uh, ooh, thank you, Lord. Uh, say so, God. I will. Thank you, praise team. Trust me. Trust me. 
God is speaking to someone right now. Speak to us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll never leave you. Trust me. Trust me. Ah, lift those hands wherever you are. Lose yourself in the environment that you're in right now. I'll fight. I'll fight your. Thank you, Lord. I receive that. I'll fight. I'll fight Uh, if you, if you uh, somebody, God is saying to you, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. God says it. Ooh, uh, uh, right now, come on. I am. I have all power. Show up in the fire. I will. I will deliver. Yes. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. One more time, praise team. Take it up. God says, I am. Everybody, just wave those hands in your kitchen, in your bedroom, outside, wherever you are. I will. I will. Trust me. Trust me. Ooh. Trust me. Listen. I know it's tough. I, I have had so many calls, and my prayer has been for every preacher and minister who goes through what I go through every day. I, I know the burdens are on you. I received the call today from a young lady that I grew up with. Fact, know it very well. Our families are related. Just on a week ago, her brother-in-law passed, and now her sister is in the hospital. COVID-19, respirator, critically ill. Ooh. She said to me, "She says, Daryl, I don't understand." Just last week, when we talked. The doctors were getting her up, and she was walking around trying to walk. She was doing better. And the doctor called back this morning. I'm not going to disclose any names. And the doctor says, there's nothing we can do for your sister. Husband hasn't even been buried yet. Wife is on life support. On top of that, the two daughters are now sick tested positive for the virus. I I said, Lord, give me something to say. After I left the phone, I I, I was drained. I was just emotionally. Lord, how much more can anybody take? And God says, you know the text that you're going to speak about tonight? Simply say to her that 
I would be with her. I didn't guarantee her that her sister would recover. God didn't tell me to say that. Cedric, God just says, tell her that God says, I will be with you. And I said, God says, even in your darkest valleys, David writes, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil for thou art with me. And I'm going, I can't imagine having to bury your sister, her husband, and now you're, you're wondering, how are we going to make it through this? God says, I will be there. And I shared that to say to all of you, no matter where you are, God is there. There's a reason we're here on Tuesday night and we're here Sunday morning, 8 and 11. Uh, because I know that there's somebody out there that needs to hear this word that in the midst of your darkest valleys, God will be right there by your side. Close those eyes wherever you are right now. And if you're in a position that you can lift your hands, just lift those hands. Trust me, God said, come on. Trust me. If you will. Trust me. Trust me. God said, trust me. If you will only. Trust me. Close those eyes, eternal Father. Here we are. Someone right now is going through their darkest valleys. Someone is walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Please remind them that you are with them. And God, you did share with me the word that Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For we know (laughs) that if this earthly house of our tabernacle is dissolved, we've got a building of God, a house not made with hands. We're trusting you, God, when we can't trace you, when we can't see you, when we don't understand I don't understand. I have no theological answer for why this virus is here. We're not pretending to be a prophet. We're not pretending we know what you're up to. We feel as King Jehoshaphat felt when he says, Lord, I don't know what to do. But we know that we can trust you. And we trust you. Because even in the midst of all of this, you are with us. I send you to every family, not just in this state, across this country and across this world. I send this message all over the world and say to someone that even if you can't trace him and you don't understand what he's up to, know that he's still with you. Bless in a special way, Lord. Uh, Encourage our hearts. Help us to choose positivity. Help us to choose joy, even when our hearts are broken and we are sad. Help us to see the roses with the thorns. Help us to see uh, the prosperity with the tribulation. Help us to see the joy with the sadness. We know that if we do, that you'll bless us in a special way. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody, wherever you are, said amen. Call us right now. Call this number on the screen. If you need prayer right now, if you need prayer, call this number right now. And God said, trust me. And call right now. God says, Someone would be there.
I will. Thank you, Lord. 888-776-1238. Send a prayer request right now. God is speaking to someone. Trust me. Listen, on this past Sunday, we, every year during Resurrection Week, we do a special $7 offering to be used to bless so many people in so many ways. To those of you who tuned in at 11, you were able to give. To those of you at 8, we did not get a chance to share that. You can just text and give if you want to participate. If you don't have it, there is no pressure. But there are so many needs that are out there every day. We want to be a blessing to someone who's in need. We want to at least be there for someone who has nowhere else to go and no one else to turn to. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for all that you've given, all your prayers. Thank you for reminding the enemy that shut in does not mean shut out. Amen. God is with you right now, wherever you are. Any contributions you want to give, you can give to the ministry. Let me remind you again to support your local church in a powerful way. Get it to them so that they can continue to do what God has called them to do. Let us pray for this benediction over this service right now. Join us at 8 and 11 on Sunday. We're starting a brand new series of messages. We will put it out digitally. It's called God's Spiritual Stimulus Package. God says, I've got something with your name on it that will bless you in a powerful way. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, lift those hands and say amen. Thank you.